Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from Baltimore, Maryland, the charm city, they call it, as the Pelicans get ready to take flight tonight against the Washington Wizards in preseason game Number six. I'm Sean Kelly, and our show will also originate from Studio B in New Orleans today, where uh, folks are still talking about yesterday's football game, and surely we will talk about that as well as the Saints fell to the Lions at Ford Field 24-23 in uh, disappointing and surprising fashion as it all played out yesterday. John DeShazer will pop into Studio B here and help, uh, help us gain some more perspective about what happened yesterday and what the talk is here on campus uh, this morning. By now, you've probably digested all of the numbers and a whole bunch of other stuff with regard to the loss yesterday that sees the Saints now at two and four. So, what we'll effort to do here on this Monday is to gain John's perspective from a being at the game yesterday in person, and b uh, from attending not only the Saints locker room this morning for that open media session, but also the Monday morning presser with head coach Sean Payton. We'll try and keep it as fresh as possible and get you some more uh, 24 hours after analysis than, say, regurgitate a lot of the things that you already know about yesterday's loss, uh, again, 24 to 23 at Ford Field. So John DeShazer stops by with us, and he also brings a couple of players with him into the podcast this morning. Otherwise, here from Baltimore, we're going to get you ready for the Pelicans and the Wizards tonight. And I know it's a preseason game, but we're kind of into that dress rehearsal mode now for Monty Williams and the Pelicans. I don't expect on Thursday in preseason game number seven that the regulars will get a whole lot of time. You usually want to kind of sit them on the side and make sure everybody's healthy and ready to go for the start of the regular season. So with that being said, uh, tonight's game may be the game that we see uh, what could be our opening night starting lineup and uh, could see them together for significant minutes tonight. And that'll be a lot of fun here in an old barn uh, in the middle of downtown Baltimore should be a lot of fun Uh, and so with that I want to talk to Eric Gordon today on the black and blue report of course he missed the last game due to some back spasms but he says that's all cleared up he's had two good days of practice and he'll be on the floor tonight with what we think might be the projected opening night starting lineup for head coach 
Monty Williams. You know, Baltimore here, by the way, it's a beautiful place. We're staying at the uh, at the Inner Harbor, which uh, most folks that um, have, any, have even at least glanced at Baltimore know about the Inner Harbor. But what's happened with this downtown over the last 10 to 15 years is quite remarkable. A beautiful city that really saw the start of the Washington NBA franchise. It used to be the old Baltimore Bullets, of course. They moved down the road to uh, D.C. about an hour away. And obviously the rest is uh, is NBA history. But So we'll return to the Wizards' uh, roots here tonight to play this preseason game, the first of two in non-NBA cities here this week for the Pelicans. Of course, more on Baltimore later on tonight when we broadcast the ball game for you. But other than that, um, we're enjoying a beautiful visit here to uh, the Charm City, as again they call it. And uh, I don't know where that exactly comes from. I guess I should do some research later today. But in its current state and around this portion of the city, uh, it is charming, uh, to say the least. Uh, anyway, so Eric Gordon coming up. John DeShazer in just a moment to talk about the Saints game yesterday in Detroit. And, of course, uh, Monday morning sound from the Saints locker room. Got plenty to do. It's the usual Monday here. which we had uh, joyful things to talk about on the football side. But uh, we'll see what encouraging news and insight we get from John and the players in a moment. And Pelicans basketball, too, right after that. Sean Kelly within Baltimore. Daniel Sallerson's banning our studios in New Orleans. Glad you're with us here today. We'll be really uh, cranking with John in just a moment. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. Don't miss Blue Man Group. The theatrical sensation is coming to you, and your chance to see it is right now. Blue Man Group, experience the phenomenon. Coming to Beau Rivage, October 31st to November 2nd. Get tickets at BeauRivage.com. The New Orleans Pelicans are taking flight, and you don't want to miss any of the action. The Pelicans' five-game flex plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket plans are the only way to guarantee seats to the biggest games, including the matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Five-game packages start as low as $45. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your five-game plan today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. 
John DeShazer is the senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. He slides into Studio B here on this Monday. And, John, you just came from head coach Sean Payton's Monday morning presser. I'm curious as to what you took away from that in relation to what you saw yesterday in Detroit. Well, to be honest with you, um, from Coach Payton as well as the players in the locker room, what you got was a sense of not uh, not pride, but uh, certainly they weren't as discouraged uh, after watching the film and after playing the game, as you know, now obviously they, you know, you want to win the game. It's a heartbreaker to not win, but you know, to a man, I believe they think it was probably the best overall game they've played this entire season. Now, of course, you can't erase that last five and a half minutes where Detroit scores a couple of touchdowns and ends up winning the game. But really, you know, from top to bottom, if you if you look at it defensively, offensively, in every facet, the Saints probably had you know, their best game in terms of intensity and execution offensively and defensively this season. Didn't get a win from it, but uh, I think they thought that they saw a lot of good things and, and a lot of good teaching points that they can carry on to, to the the next game and throughout the rest of the season. And, John, in, in listening to Coach Payton myself here from Baltimore, I, I sense that this isn't just a bunch of jargon, that this is a genuine feeling that this football team has, and – and whether or not that can counteract the noise I'm, go- I'm sure they're hearing now from the Saints fan base and across the league, that's an interesting dynamic here after a couple of weeks of the season, six of them to be exact. Yeah, well, I mean, you know how the noise is. I mean, you know, and, and, and you know, bottom line, you are what your record says you is, as Coach Parcells, you know, uh, taught Coach Payton. Uh, you know, the Saints are 2-4 right now. But you've seen this team, you know, there are the, you know, seven games, excuse me, the other five games, in person, and, and I believe it, had you seen it in person yesterday, you know, you would have noticed a distinct difference in that team. I mean, this was the best team, I believe, that the Saints have put on the field this season. Now, again, you didn't win the game, so, you know, that mitigates a lot of it. But in terms of, you know, everything you want to see from this team, I mean, I think they were as close to being what we thought they would be yesterday as we've seen this season. You hear that message today, John, and I really I do hear you after you watched it in person yesterday. But with regard to, you know, just, I guess, a systemic collapse here uh, in that football game, and, the, and if, you, if you line that up with the Atlanta game, the Cleveland game, um, where do you go from here at this point, I guess, is what I'm trying to get my hands on. Well, that's the rub. I mean, you can't put yourself in position to win, as the Saints did, and then find a way – to, you know, essentially, you know, for lack of better words, give it back. Um, you have a big defensive breakdown, which leads, you know, to the long 73-yard touchdown pass from Matthew Stafford to Golden Tate, one of those things that have been bitten the Saints defensively this entire season. You have a big offensive breakdown with Drew Brees' interception where, you know, the, the, the safety uh, Glover uh, Quinn ends up getting the interception and putting the, the Lions in position to win the game. Another thing that has, you know, really hurt the Saints this season, turnovers. Now they're up to 12 turnovers, you know, committed this season. So, you know, those are the things that they have to figure out a way to get rid of. You got to figure out a way to not turn over the football. You got to figure out a way to, you know, protect on third. And I think that was the third and 14 play where, you know, Golden Tate ends up catching that long touchdown pass. The defense has to get off the field in that situation. That's bottom line. I mean, you, you can't say it any more plain than that. They've got to figure out a way to get off the field somehow in that situation. You can't – in worst-case scenario, or you can't allow a 70-yard touchdown pass to allow the momentum to shift back to the opposition. And offensively, they've got to figure out a way to protect the football. Drew Brees, you know, sounded 
about as down as you will hear Drew Brees sound post-game yesterday because he knew that interception was really a backbreaker. Now, the Saints are winning, you know, 23-17 at the time. And, you know, if you keep the football, maybe you have to punt. and Maybe Detroit scores anyway. But, you know, to give up that interception and allow Detroit to start its drive on the Saints' 14-yard line pretty much gift wraps them a touchdown. And so, you know, those are the situations where the Saints have to get rid of. And for three three quarters and, you know, basically nine minutes, they had gotten rid of him, had not done any of those things. And then they reared their heads, bam, bam, right there at the end. So, you know, if you can just clean it up and then you keep on hearing them say clean up, clean up, clean up, finish, finish, finish. But if they clean up those mistakes, the Saints are three and three today instead of two and four. I'm playing the role of cynic here, and, I, and I'm sure – I'm probably voicing some things that many fans are thinking about, but the shoulda, coulda, woulda stuff. Well, how do you counteract that, and 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 is that is that fair for someone to say? Well, yeah, it's fair. I mean, because the only way you counteract shoulda, woulda, coulda is to win. I mean, that's the bottom line. You can only counteract any of that by winning. You know, people are going to talk about the Saints' road record. Now they're zero and four this year. They were three and five last year. I think they've lost, you know, something like seven or eight consecutive on the road dating back to last season. You know, out, you know, and that's not counting the playoff game, obviously. But the only way to, to silence the noise, the only way to counterbalance is to win. And when you get those opportunities to finish and to win, you have to do it. Otherwise, you know, any criticism is valid criticism when you don't win. And it can be as wild as people saying, well, you know, the Saints got soft because they went to the Greenbrier. Or, you know, they didn't practice in the heat enough. Or, you know, they ought to eat brownies instead of flaxseed cookies. Any criticism becomes valid if you don't win. And so, you know, the only way you can you can squash the noise is to win. All right, so take those criticisms like, you know, flaxseed cookies or whatever. But what are the most, what are the most valid to you through six weeks of the regular season now? Well, I mean, the most valid thing is the Saints are, are turning the ball over at an alarming rate. And, I mean, you know, they've got to not be careless with the football. Twelve turnovers in six games, that's a pace for 32, and that is, you know, just really, really way high. Drew Brees, I think, now is at seven interceptions, which is an alarming rate for him. I mean, you know, he just generally – I think he, he had, you know, maybe this many interceptions a couple of years ago when, you know, Coach Payton, you know, was suspended for that year. And I think a lot of it came down to Drew pressing. And Coach Payton said today he didn't think he's pressing. So if he's not pressing, then some of it, and it's not all bad luck, they hadn't all been tipped passes. So some of it's just, you know, unfortunately, he's not having great decisions made. And and sometimes, you know, every now and then a defender will just, you know, sometimes a defender is just a better guy on a play. But if he's not and the decision-making isn't there and Drew admits it wasn't there yesterday on that interception, and that's where he has to clean up. He's got, he, you know, he said himself pretty much yesterday, hey, there are times when you just got to eat it and, and, and punt and live to fight another day. And defensively, you know, these are valid questions about what's happening with the pass defense because, you know, they play fantastic, fantastic for three quarters and ten minutes, and then a 73-yard touchdown pass comes up out of nowhere. And those are things that, you know, for lack of better words, I don't know if, you know, the guard is let down a little bit or what happens, but those things can't happen. So, you know, it's all, again, it's, it's, it's all valid criticism, you know, until you win. You mentioned the Drew Brees thing and, and what he's meant to this fan base and this franchise and his efficiency and effectiveness over the years is because he struggled um, in the sense that, you know, valuing the football, I guess, 
does that is that why this stings as much as it does, or it causes as much angst or surprise as as one might see here with this start? Because because it is that guy, or he's a part of the problem, as opposed to immune from it all. Well, absolutely. I mean, because we've grown accustomed to a certain level of excellence from Drew Brees. I mean, you know, people talk about, you know, the top quarterbacks in the in the league today, you know, Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Drew Brees' name is mentioned right amongst those guys. But Drew Brees, when it's all said and done, is going to be mentioned among the top, you know, pr- production-wise quarterbacks in NFL history. So when he, you know, has a turnover – and it doesn't res- and it results and it directly leads to a loss. It stings a whole lot more in the fan base. You know, you'll hear some wild things. You know, well, Drew Brees doesn't, you know, you know, protect the ball, or Drew Brees gotta, you know, modify this or modify that. Look, this is who the guy's been since he's been here in 2006. You know, he's just had a, you know, a, a rough patch of it here, and he's had some seasons where there were some interceptions. But for the most part, you can stack his numbers up against anybody. So when your best player and your highest paid player and the guy who directs your offense and the guy who's the face of the franchise doesn't perform and doesn't you know, come through in the clutch, then, yeah, people are going to notice it, you know, 10 times more than they would if it was somebody else. The Packers come into the town on Sunday night. This is not going to be easy to try and straighten this thing out. They've, they've won four straight. That We won't see that first injury list, John, until Wednesday. But, you know, just from your eyeballs yesterday and everything else, how beat up is the Saints football team right now? And, and you know, what are some names that we should probably keep an eye on Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock? Well, I mean, I think you're going to have to, you know, look, listen and see what happens with Jonathan Goodwin. He uh, he got rolled up in the game and had to come out. Tim Lolito ended up finishing for him at center, so we have to monitor that. Jimmy Graham didn't play a whole lot at tight end. I mean, he had some, you know, some designated snaps and some, and some you know, specific pa- packages. So we'll have to monitor and see if he improves this week also. Um, Keenan Lewis didn't finish the game, but I think Keenan Lewis had a cramp issue and his hamstrings more so than an injury issue. So, we again, another guy we'll have to monitor and see how that goes with him. Glenn Foster didn't finish the game. He had a leg injury. Uh, Broderick Bunkley, you know, was ruled out with a concussion. So he's got to undergo the concussion protocol before he can get back on the field. So there are some bumps and bruises that are going to be pretty critical, especially if you're talking about, you know, defensively stopping a guy like Aaron Rodgers and that offense. John, one more thing. Work with me on this a little bit because I want to make sure I, I word this correctly or at least you know where I'm going with this. Coach Payton in his press conference this morning talked about last week's week of preparation, not only for the football team but for Drew Brees uh, specifically and how he thought that they had worked toward the ball game in Detroit and how that translated into what he saw as a very encouraging performance, let it be you know, the end, obviously in a loss. Um, with that being said, uh, you'll probably look to see them try and duplicate that kind of week of pre- preparation now. And if there's one thing that the Saints under Sean Payton have seemed to do well, and that is do well when they've been backed into a corner or have some kind of an edge to them, whether it be, you know, tarked off at somebody or something or whatever, do you get the sense that that backed into a corner situation has now um, happened? Uh, and, and does that – does that provide them something that they haven't had as of yet? Well, I think that's absolutely the case, and I think it was the case last year. He said uh, last year, last week, he he mentioned in his press conference that, uh, you know, last week, yesterday was one of those games where, you know, even though he wouldn't admit it to the media, but, you know, it was one of those games where if you, you know, if you asked him, he'd, he'd have bet on the Saints playing lights out and probably winning the football game. And they played, you know, almost lights out and almost won the football game. And I would think that they will have similar preparation now 
you know, you got to wash away the sting of yesterday's game. And, but I think once they look at the film on this, it will take away the sting because I think the emphasis is going to be on the positives of the game. And I think that's what's going to be shown on the film work. And when you see it as a player, you cannot be so down in the dumps about it. And I think that's going to be the emphasis more so on the positives than the negatives to get them ready for this Green Bay game because you got to be in the right frame of mind to go out against a team like Green Bay and hopefully execute offensively and defensively. So, yeah, I, I think they are, you know, you know, you, you always hear the, the, the qualifier, you know, backs against the wall. Well, yeah, your backs are against the wall right now. And granted, you know, nothing's going right for much of anybody in the NFC South division, but still – you know, you've got to win some games to be able to make it count in your favor. And the Saints hadn't been able to capitalize on Carolina, you know, losing games. They hadn't been able to capitalize on Atlanta essentially collapsing. This is the opportunity to get on the right track and hopefully get things rolling. And, and, and there's no way better to do it than to, than to beat Green Bay. But, yeah, you've got to emphasize the positives. And I think that's the route they're going this week because they are up against the wall. They understand you can keep saying there's a lot of season left, and there is a lot of season left. There's 10 games, but every week there's a little less season left, so the urgency has to be there. Yeah, 10 games left. <laughs> You're right, a lot of football to go. It's hard having this conversation on Monday. I understand it. I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, by the way, you were also in the uh, Saints locker room this morning. You brought us some audio back to share on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, who'd you get for us? Well, we got Kenny Vaccaro and uh, fullback Austin Johnson, who – you know, caught his first touchdown pass and showed a little bit of athleticism on the play, as a matter of fact. And Kenny Vaccaro, who, uh, who's a straight shooter, man. Kenny Vaccaro's in his second year, but we knew he was a straight shooter last year when he walked in the door and he started, you know, being physical and knocking people out in practice. And uh, he has not been anything less than that now. All right, we'll get that to you in just a moment after this uh, quick timeout. John, thanks for stopping by the studio. We'll let you get back to writing for NewOrleansSaints.com. And uh, I'll see you on Wednesday, partner. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll be here. All right, John DeShazer with us here on the Black and Blue Report. And uh, coming up after the break, we'll share with you that audio that John just brought back for us from the locker room from Kenny Vaccaro and Austin Johnson. Right after this. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino, and hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report as we continue from Baltimore and, of course, New Orleans. And as John DeShazer just mentioned, we have some audio from the Saints locker room this morning. Let's go ahead and share that with you now. Here's Saints safety Kenny Vaccaro this Monday morning after the loss to Detroit yesterday. You guys had a chance to look it over. I know you said there were a lot of positive things that came out of the game. No, no, yeah. Actually, we actually got a meeting at 11 o'clock, so we haven't watched the tape as a, as a unit together. I've, I've watched it, though. 
what did you see that you that you did like from you guys? I mean, I think our defense played great for 55 minutes and then just didn't finish. And that, that's been the that's been the story story of the season versus Atlanta versus Cleveland. Dallas was already it was getting out ahead early, but um, other than that, yeah, you just got to finish. Does that make it a little tougher? I guess being right there on the cusp of it and just being a couple of plays away. I mean, not really, because we you've you've repeated that that same statement three or four games, the four losses. So, not really. Now, I know you guys probably don't look at the standings, obviously, but you're still in good position in the standings. I mean, one game behind, either way you cut it, you're still just one game behind. Yeah, I mean, after the Bucks game, y'all said the same thing. You're probably gonna say that the rest of the year. I'm sure. I'm sure if Carolina and Atlanta struggle the rest of the year, you're going to be saying the same thing over and over. So we're really not looking into it. What do you guys look to internally, I guess? Uh, I guess leadership. Um, I don't know. Just trusting each other, trusting the scheme. Um, we, like I said, we played a good 55 minutes. We just got to finish those last four. We work on finishing in practice um, with every aspect, detail, detail everything. Uh, I don't care what it is, meetings. Uh, treatment, just detail all, all your all your work, and you'll be fine. Is it, I guess, more difficult to go back to the drawing board or, or go back to the beginning after a game like that? I mean, you have to kind of repeat the process. Not as much, just because I don't think we're going we're gonna have to go back to the drawing board. I think what we did was effective. Um, I think a lot of a lot of it was just not executing one or two plays, like we're taught to, taught to execute. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a start over type deal. Having a team come in, I guess, that's this hot like Green Bay. I mean, do you? You know, do you look forward to the challenge of Sunday night football at home? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Like Drew said after the game, there's nothing better than playing Green Bay on Sunday night football. Nothing better to bounce back. All right, Kenny Vaccaro and the Saints uh, meeting with the media this morning in an open locker room session. And as uh, John DeShazer also brings us the uh, words of Austin Johnson, who uh, scored his first uh, receiving touchdown yesterday as the Saints fullback. Uh, very athletic, as John mentioned, and hitting that pylon and being a part of the Saints scoring yesterday. Here's Austin Johnson this morning with the media. A lot of positives came out of yesterday. What can you guys build on? There's a lot of things. I mean, we, you know, I felt like we came out strong and we were we were moving the ball well. Our defense played really well. Um, you know, we just got to work on finishing. That's our biggest thing. I felt like we, we had them where we want them, but we just got to finish. I know there are not a lot of degrees in these things, but is it tougher, I guess, to have a game kind of in hand and have it kind of trickle away at the end? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a tough tough pill to swallow. I mean, we thought we had it, but, you know, at the end of the day, you got a 60 minutes, and, we, you know, we didn't do that, so we just got to keep working to finish. I know you guys, you know, don't take a lot of consolation in the, in the standings, and yet you're still right there. I mean, you still control your own destiny. Yeah, I mean, we're still right there, and uh, it would have been nice to get that win and get kind of move in the first place but uh you know we still got a lot of work to do a lot of a lot of getting better to do i guess you can say and uh but at the end of the day it's not even close to being over we're just short amount of time so far in the season so we got a long road and uh, i think we'll be able to turn it around is it difficult to kind of recalibrate i mean you have to not start over again but, you know you, the, the work process begins over again after a difficult loss yeah i mean it's always tough tough to lose and kind of trying to put that behind you and moving on but uh, we'll be able to do that today getting this film out of the way try to get better and then look to Green Bay and I mean we got a primetime game coming up so we would def definitely be ready for that. It's not one of the big plays of the game yesterday you catch a touchdown pass just describe the uh, the whole situation. Yeah I mean it was it was good to get that under my, under my belt you know I never thought seven games or six games of the season I, I wouldn't have any catches and all carries so 
it was good to get get out in the get out in a route one time and catch a ball and uh, be able to help help the team the best I could. Okay, now describe the the, the, the dive for the pylon. A fullback, we don't usually see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I've said all along, you know, I like to show my athleticism. I'm not just like one dimensional, so uh, it was good. I I got that close. I, I knew I needed a score, so uh, uh, it, it was good to get that. All right, so with that, the Saints have more film work to do, and then they turn their attention to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, tomorrow is kind of a quiet day, of course, for the Saints, and we'll pick back our coverage up on uh, Wednesday with the black and gold. And that doesn't mean we won't start the conversation with the Packers tomorrow, but uh, as far as hearing from the Saints, we'll do that on Wednesday. Tonight, the Pelicans take on the Washington Wizards here in Baltimore. We'll get the thoughts of guard Eric Gordon, who's back in action tonight when we continue here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana with more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region. Even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Pelicans guard Eric Gordon, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report here from Baltimore here on this Monday. The uh, basketball team is just now wrapping up their shoot-around for tonight's game against the Washington Wizards. And here to join us is Eric Gordon. You ever been to Baltimore before? No, nope, this is my first time. What would you think? Uh, the city's all right, you know, uh, nice, clean downtown. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty good. It's a good small town. I like these towns that we don't normally get to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, especially a city like Baltimore. You know, it's not super small, but, uh, you know, a place that a lot of people don't go to. Whether it be your time with the Clippers or here uh, with the New Orleans team, uh, is there one is there one non-NBA city that, that really sticks out when you think about your preseason games over the years? Oh, man, I, I don't know. There's so many, so many. I would say since we, since I've been here, we've been to a lot of different random cities. Uh, never thought we'd play in Kentucky. Never thought we'd go to Jacksonville. You know, we, you just never know. When was the last time you played in a gym that had a stage at one end of the floor? Oh, uh, man, I, I don't think ever. Uh, Not even in high school? Um, yeah, maybe in high school, but other than that, you know, gyms in Indiana, they got for real gyms, so I haven't seen too many uh, – you know, places with stages there. I forget about that. It's a little different in Indiana, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. You know, high-level arena. It's just all of them are, they, everybody, almost everyone has an arena. How's your back? Yeah, the back's been fine. You know, it was just something that I had to, you know, overcome just over a short period of time. It was just something minor. So able to practice the last couple of days, and, and I guess not just for you, but for the team. What kind of a practice are we seeing right now? Yeah, well, you know, the past two days have been good for us. You know, everybody's been, uh, 
everybody's healthy and everybody's been on the floor together and that's what we need and uh, and that's what we try to continue. I think tonight we're going to see you and Drew and Tyree Evans kind of start at the one, two, three, something I've kind of been anxious to see. How do you think that's going to play out? What's that dynamic going to be like? I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, we're going to be playing pretty fast, a lot of offensive scoring, and and uh, I think I think that, that group is just fine. That's what I think. Does it present matchup problems for your opponent, or do you find you guys are going to have some defensive uh, challenges yourself? Well, it depends. You know, I would say the only tough thing is it might be for Tyree because he's guarding guys that are pretty tall. But other than that, it's going to be a more of a problem for the other team because you got three combo guards who could bring it, who could bring it down the floor and play make at the same time. Is this the best team you've been on in a while? And I know you haven't played a game yet, but I'm just I'm just guessing with the way the roster's shaking out. Yeah, I would say so. I haven't been on a team that had this many talented players, so it's uh, for sure this year. How's it hard? Is it hard, or how do you handle not getting, I guess, over anxious or over excited about it? Uh, you know, it's just all about us. You know, finding a way to to win together. You know, we got the talent. We just need to find a way to to do it, and uh, you know, and beat about it, trying to make it to the playoffs. Eric, there's one more preseason game after tonight. I would imagine you guys as starters don't play a whole lot on Thursday in Shreveport, and that opener is going to be next week. How do you, how do you balance the idea of we need to make sure we're doing the smart to end camp and yet being at the ready for next week? Now I would say number one cause is uh, is help being healthy. That's that's all that matters. I don't care. You know. At the end of the day, you know, you, you don't want nothing. You want everybody fresh before the season. That's that's the number one goal. Any goals for tonight? Uh, you know, get off to a good start. Just, you know, everybody's, you know, just getting figuring out each other and, and, and to play well as a team. You know, that's that's what we got to still kill, still keep on uh, building together. Eric Gordon, thank you very much. All right, thank you. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Stay up to date on the latest breaking New Orleans Saints news by downloading the team's official app presented by Verizon. Check out the 2014 schedule, league standings, and statistics. Plus, have access to watch live press conferences with Coach John Payton and players while reliving your favorite Saints moments. The Saints app makes the perfect game day companion with a detailed map of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome highlighting the facility's amenities. The free New Orleans Saints app presented by Verizon is available to download on iTunes and Google Play. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. The basketball game tonight between the Pelicans and the Wizards will be on the Pelicans radio network, specifically in New Orleans. Tonight's ball game is on 1350 AM. That's 3WLAM. Uh, that's, of course, due to the Sean Payton show that's airing on the flagship station tonight. So we'll have coverage for you beginning at 6 Central between the Pelicans and the Wizards. Just these two preseason games left of this week for the Pels, and then it's regular season time. All right, football-wise, say we, th- we say thanks again to Kenny Vaccaro and Austin Johnson today and to, of course, John DeShazer, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. Eric Gordon, a special guest of ours, too. We'll look for him to have a nice game tonight 
as the uh, starting lineup, it looks like, will be Drew Holiday, Eric Gordon, Tyreek Evans, Anthony Davis, and Omer Ashik. We'll see what the minutes look like for head coach Monty Williams in this penultimate preseason game. Look forward to talking to you on the radio tonight. Otherwise, we'll see you right back here on the Black and Blue Report tomorrow where our own Daniel Sallerson and Jennifer Hale will be co-hosting from Studio B in New Orleans. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, wherever you might be. Hopefully we have a great start to a new week here for the Saints and a great week of work for the Pelicans as we're inching ever so close now to the start of the regular season. From Baltimore with the Pelicans, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.